coming from me, everyone. We'll do a little cheeky ser uh, series in Jonah before we get to the back to the big one in John. It's the start of the year, well, sort of, near the start of the year, and it's just great to be reminded of what the Christian message is and how it gets out in cities and how we're involved. So maybe for a month or two we'll be in Jonah. Jesus says the whole book of the Bible, all the books in the Bible are about him. And we really learn a lot about the character of the Lord Jesus Christ in the book of Jonah. Cardiff City needs Jesus. That's it. He's all we need. That's what we're looking for through everything. It's actually Jesus that we need and his character and his friendship and his lordship and his direction. We all need that. The Christian story is this. The world, cities, villages, everyone, we're messed up. Sorry, got it in there at the start. We worship things that we shouldn't. We don't worship things that we should. And God wants to sort that out for us. So God sends a messenger into planet Earth, a rescuer, to save lost, broken people with this worship problem. People who were sitting before me and me myself who may have sinned 1,000 times today, that same sin that we thought we were done with. People who have let loved ones down, let God down. God sends someone into our lives to help us with those issues, to save us, to rescue us, to heal us if we're anxious and lost. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jonah is like a little model version of what Jesus is like. So the Lord saves cities and, listen to this bit, he uses people like us to help spread the message. And that's why we're looking at this series today in 2023. Today, the Lord Jesus loves to save cities. And it involves church members stepping out of their comfort zones to speak about the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's all modeled on Jesus stepping out of his comfort zone to come to earth. All good rescue missions are based on coming out of our comfort zones and speaking up for the Lord. That's what Jonah did. So let me put it another way. Today's sermon is basically this. Cardiff City will not become a Christian city and Park End Church will not grow and see new people saved and fall in love with the Lord unless God's people become uncomfortable a little bit in speaking about how the Lord rescues people. It's uncomfortable as Jonah very well knows. Alright? So that's the series summed up. In the book of Jonah... The living God turns his attention to a great city. And to keep you awake, it begins with an N. Shall we shout it out? It's the city of Nineveh. Well done. It's a non-Jewish city. It's a Gentile city. And uh, God loves cities. Because when cities become Christians, and when church city, churches in cities become like big, we can use our resources to help struggling countries and little areas outside the cities. So God loves saving cities. All right? 
Sometimes God saves Israel over and over again and over and over again. Sometimes he sends little Israelites out to cities because salvation always comes from Israelites and Israel and it still does now and we're part of Israel now and Israel's going to save the world. And this one little dude, Jonah, he's going to go now outside of where the church is to go tell new people about salvation that comes in Israel and the living God and all that stuff. If you want to talk to me after... There's loads of interesting things going on at this time in Israel. Um, it's about 770 BC, so none of you were around when this, I don't think, when this story first happened, 770 BC. King Jeroboam II, he's led the church up the Swanee, so they're all worshipping false gods. They're worshipping Ashtoreth in the church in Israel. That's the sex god that happens today. They're worshipping Molech, who's an infant-killing god. The national church is up the Swanee during this time in 770 BC. But instead of sorting them out right now, God says, right, let's look to a new city for a while and get them saved. Let's turn our attention away from the church. We'll sort them out in a bit. Jonah, off you go. And Park End, forget the national church for a while. Off you go. Go to Cardiff or Caphili, or Tafswell, and Triforest, and Radda, and all those little pockets outside there. All right, and here's verse 1. Uh, the word of the, it should be, and the word of the Lord, but that's a Bible study that's not particularly interesting, and a trap door opens here after about 21 minutes, and I fall straight through if I go on too long into like this pit down below. So I won't get into why it should be and the word of the Lord. I'm just going to read it. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. All right? So, Jonah. What does your name mean? Have a think. Do you know what it means? I had found a book once which said, Owen means little devil. <laughs> Gutted. What does your name mean? Little devil. Um, <laughs> well, Jonah means dove, and his dad, Amittai, means my truth. So Jonah is the son of my, Jonah is the dove, son of my truth. Isn't that nice? It's like, oh, obviously we need to be thinking about Jesus here. The dove, the son of my truth, coming into this new city with truth. And when Jonah does preach, like the Holy Spirit dove, like, saves 120,000 people. So off goes the dove, son of my truth, to Nineveh. Nineveh. Did you cheer then? Was there a cheer for Nineveh? Nineveh. Uh, that's now Mosul or in Iraq in the north. Still there. Nineveh. Now Nineveh, since you asked, was founded in Genesis 10 by Nimrod, who was a bad guy. And up to this point, Nineveh has pretty much been full of bad guys who hate the living God. It was a nation of pillagers and warriors. They've already tried three times to wipe out the church, Israel. And it's called, in the Bible, in verse 2, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness have come up before me. It's a great city, not because of godliness, which it should have been, but in terms of success. All right? And Jonah is going to go there from a little place called Garth Heifer, which 
that's like a little, like Astrid Manach or some little place outside of the city. Um, basically from there to London, right into the middle of it and get preaching on his own. And uh, chapter 4 says there's over 120,000 people there. And Nineveh was known for military conquests, drinking wine, enjoying women and men, and singing a lot. Um, And chapter 3 verse 8 actually says even the king thinks his own people are nutters in Nineveh. Well, that's like my interpretation of chapter 3 verse 8. You can read that later. Um, Incidentally... Uh, In the previous century to this one, King Ahab had lost 2,000 chariots and 10,000 men having a fight with the Assyrians because they're great. uh, And 60 years before that, they imposed like um, uh, tribute taxes on all the other uh, countries, including Israel. You had to pay uh, money to this superpower, Assyria. And in the newsletter I sent out, this was actually the equivalent of a Jewish rabbi in the 1940s being sent from New York to the Nazi high command in Berlin with a message that God is going to overthrow your empire in 40 days. It was mind-blowing then, and it's mind-blowing now. And Jonah is a very courageous church member and doesn't get enough credit and there's not enough people in this world called Jonah because he is a legend and we're going to learn a lot from Jonah. So back to this thing about discomfort and how the Lord spreads through discomfort. Alright? The word of the Lord came to Jonah. It might have been four o'clock in the morning. He might have had his electric blanket on and he might have felt like this. I don't want to go to Nineveh. Well, he does feel that a bit, if you know the story. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. The word of the Lord comes. What are you going to do about it? Ah, I'm going to turn over. I can't be bothered today. It's mild outside. No, I'm not going. Um, I'll I'll help Park End spread the message in 2024. Give me one more year of comfort. That's what he could have said. But if he doesn't go, Nineveh doesn't get saved. And if we don't go, or always blame like someone else in church for the failing church in the city, the church isn't going to grow. Whilst we're whinging, Cardiff still doesn't get saved. Our loved ones still don't get saved. If Jonah rolls over and goes, well, the word of the Lord's come, no thanks, not today. Um, we all feel the cowardly pull not to say who we are and what we believe. I probably feel it more than anyone else in this room. But every Christian is grateful that someone at some point in our life said something about Jesus to us. And we've got to be those people to others. We get to be those people to others because it is an awesome task. I'm grateful that Jesus didn't roll over in heaven when his time to be born of Mary came and just said, oh, tomorrow, I'll go tomorrow. And then when tomorrow comes, I'll go tomorrow, Father, the day after and the day after. Like there'd be no saving message for anyone in any city if there was no stepping out of comfort. So the word of the Lord comes to Jonah, move. Believer, count yourself as nothing. March to the captain's orders. Move. End of. Zip it. 
go. I don't know what your zip it and go is this week. Probably all got one. Off you go and preach against Nineveh. Tell it it's wrong. Tell them God is right. Tell them your lifestyle is wrong. It's against the word of Moses. Tell them that, Moses, uh, Jonah. Go on. It's got Israel under its thumb, and that's never a good thing when church is under people's thumbs. You have to let church free and go. Go tell them. It's evil because I want to save it. You've got to have that awkward bit, and then the saving comes. Go be awkward in Nineveh. I'm just going to reread verse 2 because I think it's particularly pertinent to 2023. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. Sometimes in the Bible that phrase is used of cities. The wickedness comes up instead of Gomorrah and Sodom. It's just wicked in my nostrils. They're just not living the way that they should be. And it's reached me in the highest heaven. So, Jonah, go. Be uncomfortable. Go tell people about me. And preach. Get. Go. And it works. Jonah, it works when you preach about me. Because this city is going through your discomfort to be saved. Jonah, park end. Get people to hear the message about God who sends Jesus into the world to save Go and ask people to come to church and in church, make sure somewhere during the week there's preaching because it works. God doesn't come up with another plan. It's you go and open your mouth and talk to people about me. Preach. Say something once in a while. Someone say something. Preach. Hey, it's not popular. It's not easy. Certainly wasn't back then. Certainly isn't now. And not long after this, Isaiah gets sawn in two for preaching. wasn't popular back then. It was always got to be in the life of the church because God uses preaching and missionaries with words and people in staff rooms who say things, even though it's uncomfortable, to save. God knows what works. Preach. Preach. Teach. In the life of the church, open the Bible. People's lives get changed when people talk. About this book, there's always been celebrity talking heads on the TVs in Nineveh going, I think the church needs to stop preaching the Bible and get with the times. It is not popular anymore to do that. Yeah, it's always been that. But God says it's worked. There's thousands of years of preaching and teaching working. In 2023, we're checking what we believe how this church operates. A massive part of our lives is teach the Word about the Lord Jesus Christ. Jonah, it works. Go preach. Go speak it. It's awkward. But do it. I get sad when things that I know that work get changed. I like chorizo from Sainsbury's. I have it in my scrambled egg nearly every day. That's what I do. It's my chorizo from Sainsbury's. Well, guess what happened the other week? Open the fridge. Chorizo from Morrison's. <laughs> Gutted. Rita, what's this Morrison's chorizo? Well, it's a good one, Owen. It's got fancy packaging. 
It's meant to be nice. But we do I know what works? 37 years old of eating Sainsbury's chorizo. I've made it this year. Wait, did I just jumble all that? 37 years old, I've made it. Eating the Sainsbury's chorizo. I don't want the Morrison ones. It might be nice, but I know what works. It's the Sainsbury's one. I'll tell you another thing I like a bit later on after the scrambled egg. I like Marks and Spencer's breaded chicken strips. There's a pack of them you can get. There's four of them in there. Right? And what I like to do, the first one I dip in some ketchup. I like there to be more batter and crumbs and chicken. It's just what I like. And Marks and Spencer's do it. It works for me. And I dip it in the mayonnaise. I eat the first one. Second one, I dip it in the ketchup. I eat the second one. The third one, I repeat the first process back in the mayonnaise. It's perfectly normal behavior. And then eat the third one. Then the fourth one goes back in the ketchup. And it's a nice little system. And I'm happy. I've made it 37 years. It works. I'm happy. Well, I opened the fridge the other day. They've changed it. It's a pack of two now. What happens to my system? I know what works. The problem is as well, they're big fat ones. I don't want more chicken. I want more batter. I wrote to them this week, dear Marks and Spencer. I know what works. I made it 37 years on the four. Why have you got two? They wrote back as well. I won't go into it because... Uh, it's a long story. Do you know these churches at the moment, they're desperate to change a chorizo. They're desperate to change a chicken. Pulpits are being chucked away for churches to become these hubs of everything but teaching the Word of God. And churches are closing up and down the country. It doesn't work. I like community events. I miss the community. But to replace people speaking about the Word of God and preaching against things which are killing people. Can't do that. Can't stop. God knows what works. See, Nineveh had a problem. It's the same as Cardiff. It's the same as Mosul now. It's the same problem for all of us. Our greatest threats as humans isn't poverty or disease or starvation or loss of freedom or climate crisis or immoral politicians. It's we're going to be excluded for eternity from the life of God. So we can't fill our churches just with lectures on those other things. Someone needs to preach the Word of God. That's how we reach cities for Jesus. Jonah, I know what works. It's awkward, but go do it. Thousands of years of preaching, Christ has been saving people and keeping people and comforting people and strengthening them when their Word is preached. One of my favorite messages in... In Ephesians, favorite verses is Ephesians 2.17. Jesus came and preached peace to you. But he never went to Ephesus, if you check the life of Jesus. So when did Jesus go and preach peace to the people in Ephesus? When the preachers were preaching about Jesus. And you sit under the word and the preacher vanishes. You know those moments? And you're like, God is speaking to me the words of hope that I need Right now, he's preaching, Owen is gone, and Christ is here. As real as Owen is here, Christ is here. That's why we've come. He is who we need. Preach. I met God today. He changed my life when someone taught me the word of the Lord. The dove came into my soul, and my life is changed forever. Don't change. We're trying to reach cities here. Be people of the Word. 
Now for the last bits, to help us get confidence in being uncomfortable and sharing the word of the Lord or bringing them here to hear gospel preaching. I just want to highlight as we wrap things up a bit some of the reasons why Jonah is a legend that we can learn from this week in the mission of being uncomfortable for Jesus. Jonah is willing to go and share the word of God even though there was some serious well, he's not entirely willing to go, and we'll get to that in another sermon. But there are some reasons he doesn't flag up that we do flag up that we shouldn't flag up. Some obstacles that he's fine with, but we're not fine with, and they get in our way. But they don't get in Jonah's way, so he's a bit of a legend. So he's from Garth Heifer, uh, from the tribe of Zebulun. How far was Garth Heifer to Nineveh? Well, Garth Heifer was five miles just outside Nazareth. My friend measured it, because he's a bit of a geek. But I'm grateful he did. And Garth Heifer to Nineveh was, as a crow flies, uh, 525 miles. But, but, you've got to account for like 180 miles of twists and hills. So I think, and he thinks, it's about a 700 mile journey to go and share the gospel. That is not comfortable. How did he get there? He didn't have a car. Who knows? What happens on those journeys? You can be robbed in those deserts. Mur murdered, thirsty. Christians today, I mean, we barely cross the street to share the message of the merciful living God. But you know, Jonah, I'm going to save that city. I'll go. I'll keep you in the discomfort. I'm sending you now on a little mission. It's you and me. We're going to do great things together. And God's heart is still going to all the nations. Go. Go, tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm saving Cardiff. Let me tell you another thing he trusts the Lord for in city witness. Jonah would have had to change his culture and his upbringing and everything he knew to get to the Assyrians. Different language, how's he going to communicate? He'll have to learn the language maybe on the way. Change the way he looks and acts to get through the doors to get a hearing. Do you know? I hate to say it, but in 2023, some of us might have to join terrible things like exercise classes to meet new friends, to tell them about Jesus. Thankfully, I got away with it. Last week, I had some dads over from the football team. We had a curry. We avoided the exercise thing. We just had a curry, getting to know people. He doesn't say, how long am I going for? Because I don't want to live there and I have to open my house to these people. He doesn't say any of that. He still goes. Get out of your comfort zone. There are 120,000 people living for wine, women, men, song, and war. Their young people are wasting their days on the Nineveh equivalent of social media. And then they're found. And they're saved. And they're heaven bound. And the divine shepherd is searching for the Ninevites. And he finds them. And he stands at the door and he knocks. And Jonah is there being used in his discomfort. And 120,000 Ninevites are waiting for us now in glory. And we're going to meet them there. And they stay Christian for at least 100 years after Jonah's time. And in 2023, God still calls people to the end of the earth to mutter in weakness something about Jesus. And how wonderful He is. 
and people find him and their lives are changed and there's nothing better. We sing, Jesus commands my destiny. Now, for the next two months, it's up to us at Park End to ask the Lord, what does that mean for us to command my destiny? Owen, go to King Coyd. Lift up the name of Jesus for a bit. You, go to Scotland. You, go to the New Hebrides. You, go to India. You, go to the playground. You, go to the staff room. You, talk to your husband. You, talk to your children. You might be clubbed to death, cooked, eaten, sacked, left out. A sword might become in the middle of your family. But I tell you what, it's worth it when the biggest problem of the human need is solved when they hear the gospel. And so I close. Jonah was much more willing than many of us to scale problems to share the Lord Jesus Christ. He's in heaven now. It was uncomfortable for a bit. He's in heaven now. It was all worth it. So were his friends and his family. Jonah was a great missionary. He's a little version of Jesus, the missionary, who stepped out of his comforts in heaven into a hostile world where his friends betrayed him. He was murdered for sharing and living out this truth to save people who outright hated him. He never quit. He kept going. He's in glory now. He's still saving. So for people who are broken, lost, anxious, sinful, rebels, unhappy, miserable, wondering where I'm going in life, you've sinned a thousand times, listen to these words. Jesus loves you. He's come for you. We're here for you. Join the great Israelite movement. It's not comfortable, but it's worth it. Heaven is coming. and We'll be there forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.